0: Happy Sunday, everybody. Um, So good to see you and to be with you again, and I hope you all are well. Uh, You probably noticed two things about me that are a little different. One, uh, I got a haircut. I took uh, quite a bit off the top, a little time for a little bit of a change, and a little, uh, just as we rolled into August, just something a little different. And uh, the other is... I've got this handy dandy uh, sling on, um, back in March I was in a car accident and I tore a ligament in my shoulder so I uh, had an MRI done a couple months ago and they're like well the best thing we can do is have surgery so uh, we opted for surgery, come on, and uh, so I'm I'm in recovery of surgery as of Thursday, come on. So that's what I'm doing. So this message might be a little shorter than others um, as I'm in recovery mode and still trying to work out all the medicine out of my system. But we're in Galatians chapter 2, uh, verse 1 through 10. Galatians chapter 2, verse 1 through 10. So let's start with the word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. I thank you for this word that is nourishment to our souls. I thank you for the enrichment of our hearts and minds as we follow after Jesus. Thank you for technology that gives us the ability to be present around the world. Father God, I just pray for your strength, uh, your word, your wisdom to be in me and through me. Lord, open the hearts and minds and ears of all in attendance. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, Galatians chapter 2, verse 1 through 10, and it reads, Then after fourteen years I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, taking Titus along with me. I went up because of a revelation and set before them, though privately before those who seem influential, the gospel that I proclaim among the Gentiles, in order to make sure that I am not running or had not run in vain. But even Titus, who was with me, was not forced to be circumcised, though he was a Greek. Yet because of false brothers secretly brought in, who slipped in to spy out our freedom that we have in Christ Jesus, so that they might bring us into slavery. says, so Not to them, or to them we do not yield in submission, not even for a moment, so that the truth of the gospel might be preserved for you and from those who seem to be influential, what they were makes what they were makes no difference to me god shows no partiality those i say who seemed influential added nothing to me on the contrary when they saw that i had been entrusted with the gospel to the uncircumcised just as peter had been entrusted to the gospel to the circumcised And so Paul here is um, presenting to the Galatians some of his personal ministry development. You know, um, those he used that term, those who seemed influential. Uh, clearly, he's talking about the apostles. He's talking about the disciples who walked with Jesus and were with Jesus. Uh, th- those who were in the upper room in Pentecost. Those, uh, probably the 12 or the 120 that were gathered together who went and did great works very quickly such as peter who is uh, mentioned by name and james and john Um, these men uh were were the light of uh, in jerusalem and judea and and others who went throughout uh, the surrounding area and and he's he's trying to tell the galatians that his ministry one he wants to make sure that he wasn't running in vain or had run in vain meaning that he wasn't, um, didn't have his dog hunting the wrong deer. You know that the idea that he that he was driving down the right course of road, and not where he was going to be off base in the end, or that he himself would have led someone astray. But he was in the right direction, and then he slips in this thing of where where as he began to have this conversation privately with. James, John, and Peter, that others had slipped in. That that there were the Judaizers who we, I think we talked about a couple of weeks ago, the people who wanted uh, to add things to the gospel, particularly circumcision, and then with circumcision would have come the law. That that they wanted uh, the the Gentile believers to adhere to all the law of Moses and that they would have to give up a lot of their gentile ways and become jewish believers and then ultimately then jewish people and then ultimately Christ followers and and that was not what the gospel said you know even even to the idea that we're right in here Paul slips in these words that god shows no partiality you know i think in Christendom we've had some superheroes we've had people of renown you know people like John Wesley and Jonathan Edwards and Charles Spurgeon and George Whitfield, John Calvin, Martin Luther, Saint Augustine. Uh, we've had a great number of, of people who've who've come uh, ages ago or recently, like a Billy Graham or a John Piper or John MacArthur. There there have been people who have risen up in the faith, and God has placed them there for a reason. God has has called several people to to an, an elevated status because they can grab an audience. You know, we just think of the great and late Billy Graham. You know, he um, he was a, a man of God who, who had great opportunities to influence numerous presidents of the United States and other world leaders because of um, his platform. Or Ravi Zacharias, who recently died um, a few months ago. Again, another man who's had because of something God gave him, he he became more influential than others. But I think for you and for me, we can look at people like that going, man, I wish I could be like Billy Graham or uh, Ravi Zacharias or R.C. Sproul or or you you name it. If you can think of that person's name, we, we might look and go, wow, I, I really wish I could be influential like them. But if we skip the influence that we already have, if we don't look to see what God has already given us around us. You know, I've I've repeatedly said and encouraged that kindness should be done to our neighbor first, that the, the, the person sharing the room with you should have the most, know you the best in what you believe and come from your kindness and your love. You know, the staff members should know your kindness and your goodness if you're a believer and a follower of christ that that the love that is in us that the love that god has given us we should be giving to others we we don't there's enough people you know run, running around waving the finger being judgmental or, or bigoted and, and yes there there is there is sin and there is a freedom from sin and we'll get to that in a minute, but. But our, the, the kindness of God is to lead us to repentance. Those are Paul's words in Romans, that that God's forbearance and his kindness is, is so that we will come to repentance, that we will leave the way of this world and follow after him. But Jesus says, they will know you are my disciples for your love for one another. And so Christian to Christian and Christian to non-Christian, that there should be a love that, that comes from us to others. And that's that's the way we can be influential, that that we don't have to have a big platform. Uh, we, we also can uh, escape the words of saying it's too late. Uh, I don't know if about you, but sometimes we get caught up in going, well, I, I waited too long or, 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 or I wasted time or I should have done it when I was younger or I should have done it when this or I should have done it with that. And while some of that might be true, it's not very helpful for today. It's not helpful for tomorrow. Truly today we have to say today is the day of salvation. And today is the day that I get to live for the Lord. And today that I get to um, give freedom and, and truth and love and grace to others because it's been shown to me. And that is a way for us to truly be influential. And, and that's the way you can know that you've run the good race, that you've run the race with endurance, that you've run in the right direction so let's talk about that freedom that we find in verse four. It, you know that it says in, in in Romans six, he says, "Should we continue to sin that grace may be, may abound." And Paul says, "By no means." So, so this freedom that the the Judaizers saw was, you know, the the, the change in the diet or change in the clothing, uh, a, a reduction of holidays, a just it was truly a difference in lifestyle because. Judaism, as much as it was religion, it was a culture. There was a way of life. How you cooked food, what food you ate, when you ate, where you ate, who you ate with, how you dressed, how you spoke. There was a lot uh, of the law that in, in um, um, was intertwined into daily Jewish life. And not to say that was bad, and God definitely had intended that. But there was a freedom for the Gentile believers that they didn't have to conform to the law to be a follower of Christ. They 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 were free to just follow Christ. And 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 we know that Jesus' law, he, he tells us his yoke is easy and his burden is light. But if we we read what Jesus instructs us to do, it's to take care of the poor, take care of the needy. If if you have your Bible and you turn to Matthew twenty-five, um, Verse thirty four to forty it says, Then the king will say to those who are on his right, come uh, you who are blessed by my father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world, for I was hungry, and you gave me food, I was thirsty and you gave me drink, I was stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked I was naked and you clothed me, I was sick and you visited me, I was a prison and you came to me. And the righteous will say to the Lord, When did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothed you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, Truly I say to you, as you did to the one one of the least of these, my brothers, uh, you did to me. And so there's clearly a action uh element of, of our faith, that that this that believing isn't just some transcendental kumbaya where we you know, sit in in a in a in a room, and we hum or meditate or seclude ourselves from the world in such a way that that we have no that we're so worried about ourself and our our own righteousness that we are not willing to engage the others. But the reality is, through Christ, that we have a freedom, and and we have the ability and the responsibility to go into the world and and declare this good news, to declare this freedom. So out of the gospel message, it frees us from sin and frees us from that way, which means we have a way, way of thinking is changed. You know, um, for some, you know, cussing might be a normal behavior. You know, we might choose that certain words come out of our mouth more easily than others. And the closer we go to Christ, the, the more we realize that some speech isn't godly and we should change from that. You know we we have a change of mind of how we view people groups you know uh in the re- in the news uh there's been a lot of talk about racism you know uh it's been um uh, you know white supremacy against the blacks but the true racism is is not just white on black or black on white but it's it's white on brown and brown on white and, and brown on you know black and and, and hispanics and, and asians and and Anyone who would distinguish themselves as superior or different from a person because of uh, culture or skin color or or dynamic—that's those are the things that that God doesn't want, and we have to change our mind because the Bible is clear that every the the around the throne room there'll be tribes and tongues from every nation. So we better get used to seeing people who are different from us around the throne room of grace because. They're going to be there. And, and so because God shows no partiality, I can't show partiality. It's it's not for me to choose. It's for me to to come from a point of truth and move forward in a way that honors others. Um, but it's just a lot of the way we, we think. And as we change our minds, it also softens our hearts. Uh, we should have more compassion and more kindness. Uh, we should have more love. You know compassion is is a tricky thing compassion is sometimes easy for people who are like us that that we look to someone around us we have the great story of the good samaritan right and you know the the short story of it is is a man was leaving jerusalem and he was attacked by a a group of robbers and they beat him up and they left him for dead and uh a priest comes and walks by leaving Jerusalem too and he sees him but crosses to the other side of the road and then there's a levite who's also leaving service leaving leaving Jerusalem and he comes and he sees the man and and he stops but he does nothing you know and and so truly those two people weren't bad people they were religious people they were officials in the church but and maybe they had been working a really long week and they had they were tired and they were ready to get home and they wanted to see their wife and kids or what have you. But they never slowed down long enough to make that extra set because they were so focused on getting home. But then there was a Samaritan, a man who was not of a different culture as the man who was beat up. and And he stopped and he picked up the man and put him on his donkey and took him back into town. So he turned around from where he was going it totally inconvenienced himself he took the guy into a room and he bandaged his wounds and, and dressed him and, and gave him something to eat and drink and gave extra money to the innkeeper saying you know please uh, see to it that this man is well taken care of and, and Jesus says you know who is the neighbor and, and, and the response was the one who showed mercy And Jesus said well go and do likewise so the softening of our heart is to do mercy to people around us regardless you know if they if they look like us talk like us smell like us you know that that we we through the gospel message are willing to to go that extra mile to do that little extra thing but it comes from uh, a a softening of our hearts that that we in our hearts are are different that we're doing things for the right reasons and the the right circumstances and then it ultimately like i said it it's it leads to a helps mindset it, it we 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 are we are free from sin so that we can approach others with pure intentions that our minds have changed on how we view them how our hearts are softened to have compassion and so that we can actually live a life in action of love service and generosity that we can love others and serve others and give generously and in this day and age, you know, we, we need the most valuable service, I think, is prayer. You know, that we take the time to still our hearts and look to God and say, God, help me in this. Because that's even, you know, as, as when it comes to service, that, that's what we see here. That the apostles charged Paul with remembering the poor. You know, and so at once he realized, once he knew that his, his gospel message was good, once he knew that he was in fellowship with the apostles, that they weren't against each other or at odds against each other, that that his next step came out in action, that his ministry had an action element to it, and, and so that's you know particularly important I think for all of us, you know that that we have found this freedom in Christ, that we 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 are to make sure we're pointed in the right direction so we're not running in vain. And then we we are able to move forward, and, and that's I think a lot of what we get out of this this little segment, and um, I'm thankful for Paul's testimony and these words, and I, I wish I had more words, but I'm I don't, um, I do appreciate y'all being here and listening and given the opportunity to, to be on your TV screens and to bring you some encouragement and hope and peace, and, and that we can grow in faith together. Um, it's been an interesting season, um, you know, between my car accident and then this COVID-19 and uh, beginning of July, losing my job at the church, and, and now trying to establish myself in business elsewhere. You know, this, this season is, is difficult. Uh, I don't know anyone who's gotten out uh, without some kind of influence or, or some negative impact. But I think that's all the more reason and all the more important that we cling to Jesus and that we hold fast to this cross and, and do our part. Uh, and as I do mine, that you do yours, uh, that you remember the freedom that you have, that you ask for that change of mind and change of hearts and find those abilities and those opportunities to serve. So let's pray. dearly Father, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for your love, mercy, and your grace. I thank you for these words and this time together. God, I pray that they are sufficient, that they bring life change and hope to those who hear, that your Holy Spirit is able to do far more than I could imagine, or think, or conceive, or desire even, but that you are moving through Baltimore Lopez, that you give hope and peace in life, be with the administration, the staff, the doctors, the nurses, the cleaning crews, the kitchen staff, everyone who's um, intricately involved, be with the residents and their families, give them grace through this season, and we pray this in Jesus' mighty name, amen.